congratulations! And your boobs are not very serious. <laughs> to our podcast if you don't have a shower. I'm happy to be doing our eighth episode of Coasting By. Ocho. Yeah. Hey, oh, we, hey, hey. What's the memory we were you were gonna try to find an event for every podcast? Um it's great about eight. Um, Elite eight. Oh. We just have that. Um or eight is just great. Eight is great. Um it's a really good rhyming number. It is a good rhyming number. Also, it's symmetrical in two directions. Mm, it, and fun to draw. Also fun to draw. Do you know, I met a coworker who was, we were at the cash registers, and, and he was just kind of using his finger and, and drawing something on the wood. And I, yeah. just, I just kind of stared at him for a while, and I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I can't write eight. I was like, what? <laughs> he goes, I don't know. He's like, I can't write eight without just writing two circles. I don't know how oh. to do it. And I was like, are you serious? He's like, I don't, yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I remember actually I had a math teacher in fourth grade mm-hmm. and in fourth grade was when I moved from England back to the United States. And, uh-huh. um, they put me in, they just like randomly put me in a math class. Uh-huh. So it was like, like the way that they did it at my school was there was a math class for the really smart kids and a math class for the like not smart at all kids and then everybody else was like somewhere in the middle so i was in one of the somewhere in the middle classes and Uh my teacher drew her eights like that with like two circles on top of one on top of the other Uh and she like singled me out and she was like do you know how to do this equation and it was like you know a double digit number times a single digit number and i was like well yeah but it was (laughs) there was an eight and I thought it was two zeros, and I was like, I do not know what the hell she is doing. So I was just like, no. And she was like, okay. And then I, like, could do it. So then she thought I was some sort of genius. <laughs> but I just couldn't read her handwriting. That was my problem. That would have been horrible if that had determined where you were placed for the rest of your life in math. <laughs> because you, could, you couldn't understand it. Because two circled eight. It's <laughs> like, what kind of number is that? <laughs> Is that Greek woman? <laughs> you have invented a new number. This should be crazy in the U.S. <laughs> oh, when I was America. when I was seven, um, I held my pencil weird. I hold oh, okay. it. I hold it like uh, with my thumb pointing straight up, and in between my two first fingers. And okay, you know my handwriting wasn't any worse than any other kids. It didn't halt yeah. my cursive or my you know speed. <laughs> At all, it was just you were seven. It was just the way I wrote, and um, this was when we were in Connecticut, and I missed almost all of my second grade recess because they held me in and forced <gasps> me to write the way uh-huh. that you know. And then my they gave me those little mold things that you stick on a pencil oh, that yep. we had to go home, and I was forced to use that whenever I wrote at home. It was it was horrible. 
That's so and sad. I'm, and it, that was also the grade that they shoved me in a refrigerator box for talking. What? Yeah. The yeah. school? Yeah. I was, what? you know, I was a little bit of a talker. Imagine that. What? And so, I can't um, imagine. Yeah, I know. Really surprising, right? So, <laughs> no, there was, um, it was two classrooms that we sometimes shared and, you know, worked together, but there was oh, just okay. one of those dividers between us. But yeah. in between the two classrooms, there was literally just a big refrigerator box with one of the sides cut out, a little desk in it, and if you were bad, you had to go <laughs> sit in it. And I sat oh in it, God. and then um, someone had used a pencil and poked a bunch of holes in the cardboard, and I had nothing to do, so I just sat there, like, putting my pencil on them, and then I got blamed for making the holes. <laughs> Miss Riapel had it in for me. That's all I have to oh, say. Oh, that's yeah. so sad. It's amazing how they, you know, they've changed the way they treat kids at school. Yeah. Capital punishment. And I still hold my pencil the same way I always did. Burn. <laughs> Well, I have some exciting news. Ooh, do tell. Um, well, our listeners may remember a few episodes ago, I went to an audition for the touring company of Annie, mm-hmm. and I referred to it as one of our learning experiences yeah. because they had said that callbacks were going to be later that week. They didn't call me back, so I was like, okay, I did my best. Mm-hmm. They went a different way. But yesterday, I got an email, and I get to go to a second round of auditions. <gasps> really? Yeah. Congratulations. That's Thank awesome. You. I'm excited. That is really exciting. I'm 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 likening it to to if this was American Idol. Yeah. It would be I'm going to Hollywood. Yeah. Oh my god, that's that's awesome. It's not really a callback, so I'm not I mean it's not anything like it's just another step, but it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, well you know they filtered people out, you know. Yeah. And oh. That's well, congratulations, good. Anna Moorquart. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm so excited. So, are you, like, would you be going for Miss um, Hannigan's role? Is that kind of what you're shooting for? Well, think? if I wasn't shooting for that, I wouldn't. There's nothing else for me to shoot for. Really? I don't know. Maybe I didn't know if they have, like, minor parts well, at all. Well, there's, there's ensemble roles that, theoretically, I guess I could do. Like, because I was actually, I was in a production of Annie in Madison. Mm-hmm. I was in the ensemble. I was like the maid and one of the like homeless people. Oh, right. That if you're familiar with the stage show, there is a song called "We'd Like to Thank You, Herbert Hoover." <laughs> um, it's actually a really fun number. Like all the people in the Hooverville are like, "Fuck you, Herbert Hoover! Thanks for making the depression, bitch." Uh... And the choreography ended up us. <laughs> choreography and the production I did ended up with us slapping our asses at the audience. That's really interesting. But I think it's because the choreographer we were working with really likes ass. <laughs>
debating whether I should A, sing the same song, mm-hmm. B, what I should wear. Okay. I don't know about this whole A stuff. I got nothing with what you have to <laughs> sing. I would say sing something different. That's kind of what I was leaning Or, towards. you know, at least prepare to sing something different, and then when you get there, ask them. Right. Yeah. And then be like, hey. Um, but here's what I think you should do to prepare for them to uh, see you in the role mm-hmm. of Miss Handigan. Mm-hmm. The night before, you need to, like, put on as much makeup as possible. Like, I would say close your eyes the whole time and don't don't look at what you're doing. Just play it by ear, you know, and just pick eyeshadow that you think is there in front of you and, you know, put on is lipstick. Is this eyeshadow? I'm not sure. I'm going to put it on anyway. <laughs> well, no, okay. Set up some eyeshadow in front of you. Just don't look at the color. <laughs> Set up some eyeshadow. And then just sleep in it. Just okay. sleep with the makeup and then go to the audition the next day looking <laughs> like that. Like you just rolled Haggard. out of bed. Because she does look that way. She does kind of look that way, and she's yeah. kind of a drunk. Yeah. That's what I say. And then wear something okay. not nice. So do you think I should wear the same thing? Because I wore a dress mm. that was sort of hannigan Yes, wear the same dress. I, I okay. learned that in my advanced acting class. They said wear okay. the same outfit to both auditions so that they okay. remember you. Okay. All right. I will do that. Sweet. I like that dress. So, good. Well, since so, I, um... Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, that is really exciting. I'm so happy for you. Right. Finally, one of us succeeding. <laughs> well, it's not success yet. <laughs> we're still we're still on the learning train. We're not pulling into success station. Just but yet. But it's the next stop, baby. It is, it is the next stop. <laughs> well, since, um, <laughs> since I give you advice on your audition, I need your, your advice. Ooh, I, okay. um, I talked to the woman that's taking my photograph... Oh yeah, my headshots, and we chose a time and location, and um, yeah. and so she was like, you know, think about what you want to wear, and what kind of looks you want to give, and she's like, you know, match your eyes. So you know, I want to wear green or purple to match my green yeah. eyes. But then she was like, and since a lot of your submissions will probably be online for yeah. film, you want to think about the kind of looks you want to give across. Where if you were to submit your picture, they'd say, yes, she looks exactly the way we want her to look. Okay. And I was like. Wow, I really don't know hmm. what I would be like typecast as or what, you know, what people can see me in. So you have to tell me what I'd be good at. Okay. <laughs> Basically. Well, you're like super cute and blonde. <laughs> I am blonde. And you were you were like the Barbie girl in that werewolf movie. Right. And I think that's that's definitely a direction that you can exploit so like we'll, bim- we're, we'll we want to go bimbo direction so like like airhead girl okay because you can pull that off that's that's with good your, with your mad acting skills <laughs> i'm gonna write this down um but i think you should have one where you're like like fun and carefree yeah that's kind of what i told her like look at me i'm enjoying life <laughs> I'm having so much fun in the California sun. Hooray! And now you've got your short little sassy cut. Yeah. So that's like, like, I don't know. I don't. I don't think anybody would cast you as anybody serious. No. Because you're like, 
your your hair is not very serious and your boobs are not very serious. <laughs> they're not. I, I mean they're they're seriously like boobs. They're seriously boobs. <laughs> but they're not for serious. No, people do not take them very seriously. I I will cite Legally Blonde and also Working Girl. Uh Uh-huh. In both of those movies, well, in Legally Blonde, she triumphed and she was taken seriously on her own terms. Mm Mm-hmm. But in Working Girl, she was like, she had that big 80s hair at the beginning. Yeah. And she was like, I gotta get a haircut so Sigourney Weaver will respect me. That's true. color of their hair not the reason that i stare but i always was a fool for a blonde um but speaking of blondes yeah um i saw legally blonde the musical Ooh, on I, friday that exists it does exist oh my goodness it is in previews and oh. jason my friend jason was here this weekend and we decided to check out a show. Mm-hmm. It was quite fun. Wow. The, the first number is called, Oh My God, You Guys. <laughs> and it's like, Oh my God, oh my God, you guys. Check out how Elle's gonna take the prize. If ever there's a perfect couple, this one qualifies. Oh my god, you guys. Oh and like, my goodness. It's so funny. <laughs> and like her friends, the like sorority sisters like come back in the like in the middle of the show to like mm-hmm. lend wisdom when she needs it and they're like, "Oh my god, we're the Greek chorus." And you're like, "Oh, <laughs> but um bump." But it was it was really really cute. Oh, that's the, good. The main girl is really awesome. She's really good. And, oh my god, you know the part in the movie? You, you've seen the movie, right? Yeah. Um, the part in the movie where she sends the video to Harvard to try and get in. Right, where she's in the pool. Where she's in the pool and she's like, I can use legal jargon in regular life. Um, they did not do that in the movie. What they did was she went to Harvard and brought a marching band and dancers and so she's like wearing this rhinestone majorette outfit and like spinning a baton and there's like a marching band with drums and trumpets wow. and they're like singing to the admissions board about how they should <laughs> let her in and like in the middle of the number it's this wonderful beautiful dance number in the middle of the number the main admissions guy like stops them and he's like this is ridiculous you can't come in here with with your singing and your instruments and your ethnic movement and expect <laughs> to be admitted to Harvard. Because <laughs> they were, like, booty dancing a little bit. <laughs> I think that was the ethnic movement. That's funny. Um, but it was really fun. Cool. Also, there's a number called Gay or European. Because <laughs> they are trying to figure out if that pool boy is gay or, Europe- or just European. <laughs> It's a whole beautiful production number. That's it's really funny. Thing. I actually I, I question that a lot with people I see here. You, you are you gay never tell. or are you European? And you know what Jason said after hmm. we saw the show? What he said that he had explained the are they gay or European to some Europeans, <gasps> and the Europeans were like, "I don't understand why you would think we're gay." <laughs> it's just a cultural thing. 
Wow. I wonder what gay Europeans are like. Extra gay. And European. Or possibly they, like, loop around the curve and they're, like, totally not gay. Oh, my God. So if we saw gay Europeans, we wouldn't think anything of them. Maybe we would just think they were like us. (laughs) Non-gay Americans. Well, I have a a story that relates to a play. You do? Yeah. Tell me about it. I, um, so I was working at Soupy's and I went up to this couple and it was like dinner and they had two tickets out for 12 Angry Men, which is, um, it's an old movie with Henry Fonda in it, but it's now been made into two plays, one 12 Angry Men, one 12 Angry Women. And, um, I love it. I love the movie and I saw that it was being played here. Yeah. And um, it has the guy from Cheers, George Went, I think is his name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he's in it. And then there's this other guy who was in the movie It, who I recognized, but I don't remember his name. <laughs> um, so it was kind of a big deal. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so neat that you get to go to that. I love that movie. And the, the guy looked at me and goes, you mean the old one with Henry Fonda? I was like, yes, yes. And he seemed really, like, taken aback that I even knew that movie existed. That it existed. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, oh my gosh, well, that's great. And then so at the end of the night, I um, I came up to them and I said, well, you two enjoy that show. I'm, I'm really jealous. And the woman's like, so do you, do you do theater? And I said, well, you know, that's where I come from. I'm out here to act. And yeah. um, she's like, oh, where do you come from? I was like, Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> and she looks at me and goes, oh, that is so neat. Well, good for you. And then she hands me some money and goes, well, this should be enough to get you a ticket. She gave what? me... 60 bucks. What? Yep. And then they tipped me. What? Yep. 60 bucks. I know. I was I was flabbergasted. I just That's so wonderful. I know. It was it made my day. Craigslist. <laughs> yes, I have. Hey, okay. Hey, 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 hey. So I've been um, I've been looking a little bit more, you know, because because I'm trying to step it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm stepping up my game. Okay. And I okay. found one, and it's just like someone writing in a journal, like a dirty. I picture a dirty thirteen-year-old girl <laughs> writing in her journal. Like, now, is this a missed connection or a personal this, ad? Well, this is a missed connection, but I don't really know why. Okay. She just posted it here. <laughs> and she, like, I picture, like, this little girl with, like, slicked black hair, you know, huge earrings, horrible grammar. <laughs> so, here we go. It is called best.sex.ever. 
W4M. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to read it like her. Okay. How I picture her. Okay. Kay and I had a fight tonight. We hardly ever fight. When we do, it's about inconsequential shit. This particular ridiculous fight culminated in some ahem. Hot fucking. Afterward, I thought of both B and T. Well, maybe T more than B. Though I'm not sure anymore who's number one and who's number two. Anyway, both of you, I just want to give y'all a shout out. Because you're making my sex life so fucking great. Thank you kindly. There's another B I think of too. This B makes me think of another T, which makes me think of my ultimate fantasy, which is one K, two Bs, two Ts, and an M. Hi. And some well-planned, nasty, skillful, joyful, meaningful, and H-O-T fucking. Yeah, sure. The fucking is merely a symbolic confirmation of the intensity of our emotional relationships. But I'm still imagining imagining the literal taste of y'all in my mouth and loving it. This is why I must wear cotton underwear. Imagining all your genitalia all up in my face and vice versa just shy of 24-7 makes me one happy campo with a wet-ass tint. I bet I could learn some awesome new tricks from y'all. In fact, I will be imagining the tricks you will teach me at least once a day for at least the next few years. Love you guys. Y'all are in my heart as well as in my cunt. Crossing my fingers in hopes that we're all friends forever. And lovers in heart, if not in flesh. <laughs> that was a pretty good one, right? So, she had an orgy? I don't... Then... I don't know. I, no, I don't think she had anything. I think she's, like, having sex with two guys. Or, ha- you know, and that's it. And, and she, that's all. And then she's thinking of all these other guys. <laughs> I don't... Mental orgy. That was good. Yeah, that, that was, was good. good. I'm gonna have to look through mine and see. Bitch, you ain't got oh. nothing on me. <laughs> Did you find one? Did you find one? I have one. Okay. I don't know if it'll win, because yours was pretty fucking good. <laughs> yep. But it's short, but it's pretty sweet. Okay. The title is... I'm sorry about the dirty Sanchez. <laughs> you win. <laughs> you win. Okay, well, go. Let me read yeah. it. Okay, this is M for W, thirty. Okay. Midtown East, and Midtown East, everyone, is a place you don't really want to be because it's lame. <laughs> In case you were wondering. So I'm sorry about the dirty Sanchez. And then you just took off. I thought the date was going so well. You came back to my place, and I didn't even have to drug you. (gasps) I know I probably should have asked first, but I just couldn't resist. Your face looked so lovely with a shit stash. What? Please, drop the restraining order and let's go out on a second date. Yours briefly... I won't put my name because I don't want my old lady to find out. Oh my god. Do you think that's for real? I have no idea. (laughs) So the Dirty Sanchez is like when you poop. You. And you. He, the guy, well, I mean, 
someone gets fucked in the ass, and then whoever did the ass fucking paints a mustache on your face with the shit. That's on their pee That's on their penis. That's on their panene. So it's not, I mean, it's not necessarily gay or straight. This one happened to be straight. Um, Oh, that is gross. So apologies for the Dirty Sanchez. (laughs) I really hope it's someone, some people who actually know each other and are just being funny. (laughs) Yeah, but to throw in a restraining order... I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought of that, even if I was playing a Dirty Sanchez joke. That's true. Dirty Sanchez <laughs> joke. I don't know. I might. I might have to call a tie here because yours was just so. There was so much going on. Mm-hmm. That was the thing. Yeah, and yours involves a Dirty Sanchez. I think that which is worth a lot of points. That alone, we should come up with some sort of formal point system. We should. <laughs> like. Kinky sex practice. 20 points. And then use of... Um... Use of the word cunt. <laughs> 10 points. Use of the word panene. 1,000 <laughs> points. I would, yeah, I would I would love if someone actually used that word. Because <laughs> I would know that they were listening to our podcast. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we'll call it a tie. We're going to call it a tie. tie. I mean, if there are people out there who feel passionately one way or the other please post a comment on the blog even though no one does that and tell us whether you prefer girl with mind orgy or (laughs) dirty sanchez yeah let us know um and by the way no one emailed us with pictures (laughs) Of them in a bathtub. We're for... so lame. Yeah, I know. Way to make us feel horrible, guys. Here we like. Here we're like. Yeah, we got some listeners. We'll do a contest. Woo! And then no one emails us. <laughs> guys, I was. So... I checked that email every day. Every day. I got real sad. Yeah. Anyway, I know we have some. I know we have loyal listeners because I. I get personal emails from a couple of our friends who listen. We need. If you're friends with us. You need to give podcast commentary through the proper channels. Yes. Please. Do not post a comment on my MySpace page. (laughs) Coasting buys. Coasting buys MySpace page. Right. And if you aren't friends with us on MySpace, please befriend us. And if you really want want to show us true love, get in a bathtub with something awkward and take a picture. And if you don't have a tub, get in your walk-in shower. Yeah. So, so the, for those of shower, how are you listening to our podcast? Because <laughs> clearly you don't have a house. How are you listening to our podcast if you don't have a shower? <laughs> um, so I think we might be confusing anyone who didn't listen to the last episode. Yes, we, should we, fill in. we were playing one of our improv games and it was a, uh, uh something awkward to take a bath. Tub. Yeah. To take a bath to take with. take a bath with. Get your soap and shampoo. Go get your scrub brush and your wash cloth. We'll get you smelling brand new. Come on, it's time.
Okay, so check this out. Yeah. So I love television. Mm-hmm. That that's just that's one thing. <laughs> okay. But I love all of the shows on like, for example, Discovery Health. I could watch <gasps> Discovery Health all damn day. Huh. Because there are shows about crazy medical shit, crazy surgeries gone wrong. When I was talking about this with my friend Jason, and for him, it's the History Channel, that he can get stuck on the History Channel all day. Mm. I was like, well, maybe I should watch a History Channel show. So I was watching this History Channel show, and it was just called Odd Behavior. <laughs> I was like, well, that sounds <gasps> interesting. It does. It's intriguing. Because I had off of work yesterday, and I didn't really feel like doing anything, because I had been running around all weekend. So uh-huh. I was just chilling, chilling um, cleaning my room watching a little history channel so there was this segment on this odd behavior show and they were talking about lsd okay now if i asked you kelly who do you think where do you think lsd came from like how it got isolated what would you guess a factory grass a, f- <laughs> a tree <laughs> no like paper like who who figured out that it psychiatrist hallucinogenic Genetic. Genetic. <laughs> I can't say that at all. A farmer. Hallucinogen? Yes. Hallucinogenic. Halogen? <laughs> <laughs> oh. We're actually on LSD. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Farmer Bob in Dodgeville, Wisconsin. That's an interesting guess. You would be incorrect with that guess. Oh, dang. Who? Who it actually was the CIA. <gasps> no way. So the CIA was like messing around and they were, but they were trying to do was they were trying to make like a a truth serum. Ooh, truth Um, serum. So they were, they were messing around with LSD and this scientist isolated because what happened in the olden days was the peasants would eat this rye, which is a grain Mm -hmm. that had gone bad and get all crazy and it was because the rye had what is lsd in it so this scientist in it wasn't that long ago i mean it was like in the 50s the 1950s he was trying to develop a truth serum and he basically isolated lsd and he like took it and was like whoa this is crazy but maybe it has some applications so this is the part that that amused me the most. Mm-hmm. So the CIA wanted to apply LSD to international politics, basically. They wanted to, like, use it to disorient foreign leaders if they wanted to, like, <laughs> like confuse them or, like, make them look bad. That was the, the plan. They uh-huh. were going to slip foreign leaders LSD because it's totally odorless and colorless and tasteless. Right. And then they would act crazy and then be discredited that's nice. the, the idea so the cia researchers are like okay well how are we going to test this out we can take it ourselves but we want to test the element of a surprise so they would slip <gasps> it to each other secretly like at lunch oh my god so these cia researchers would like would just like randomly start tripping yeah, like totally just randomly start tripping because one of their colleagues had like slipped a little LSD in their coffee. Doesn't that seem a little 
unprofessional? It's, com- it's completely unprofessional and goes against all sorts of science wow. ethic. But then, so I was like kind of laughing about that. Like, oh, what if someone oh, LSD? Oh, you crazies. But then something bad happened. So they were up, they went on this retreat with some some other government officials Mm -hmm. and they slipped a bunch of these government officials some lsd and it was okay on the retreat but one of the guys had he had like the worst trip ever and then he had all these after effects and the all of this research was still secret like the public didn't know about it Uh because they were trying to like use it on these foreign leaders and the guy had this bad trip and then he had all these after effects and he was like talking about how he was going to sue the government and stuff. And then he committed suicide (gasps) by jumping out of a window, but his family doesn't believe that he committed suicide. They think he, that he got pushed. Oh my God. And then in the seventies, they sort of revealed, like they found all the research or whatever, and it, it became public knowledge. And then they were like, um, I don't think this guy actually killed himself. And it's completely still not solved. I mean, officially wow. it was ruled a suicide, but there are, in his family and, like, conspiracy theorists are like, no way. He yeah, didn't kill CIA himself. CIA place is shady. Yeah, super shady. Um, okay, so I have a, a game for us. You do? Yeah, kind of. We'll, we'll see if this works. Okay. Give me a person. Or a, or a job, or whatever. Just anything comes to your head. Oh, okay. Fishmonger. What is a fishmonger? What does someone, a fishmonger do? Someone who sells fish. Oh, that's all they do? They don't, like, have fish. sex with fish or anything? I'm just kidding. No. I know that. They don't. <laughs> that would um, be a... Uh, Pisophiliac. Peshophiliac. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I, I, I did make up that word, but both of those Latin roots make sense. I'm sure it is something like that. But I don't, I don't know if it gets as specific as fish or if it's just animals. Well, that's a bestiality person. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is like maybe it's just as far as bestiality and they don't. Peshophilia. <laughs> Okay, now give me um, an event. An event? Yeah. Um, a surprise party. Okay. We're going to play um, a game called Worst Thing. Okay. And this is going to be, we have to come up with the worst things you would say to a fishmonger at a surprise party. <laughs> Go. Okay. Surprise, we're in Las Vegas where there's no fish. Is that? Am I doing it? Yeah, sure. Or like you could go up to a fishmonger during a surprise party and go, hey, do you have any idea where they got that salmon cake? Oh. That would that was not the worst thing to say to someone. <laughs> um A surprise birthday party. Hey fishmonger. Happy birthday. Pick. No more fishies. <laughs> 
This is the worst game ever. <laughs> well, we're just not doing it right. I'll, okay. I'll ask. I'll ask my friends again how how they play it. <laughs> I'm only in improv 101. All right, let's finish this shit. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, till next time, Anna. Till next week. From coast to coast. From sea to shining sea. Atlantic to Pacific. From the A to the P. (laughs) And the A to the K. We're coasting by. Yeah. (laughs) We are coasting by. We are coasting by. All right. I'll talk to you later. Okay. I'm actually going to hang up, I think. Okay.